back to It's All Light. I'm your host, Natalie Baugh, and today our lucky guest is Chase Fowers. Say hello, Chase. Hey, y'all. <laughs> so Chase is from Augusta, Georgia, and we both live in Vineyard, and he's a good friend, has awesome style, plays the guitar. He's just a cool guy all around. Chase, tell us some fun facts about you. Uh, right now, I'm trying to spend all my time skiing, playing pickleball, and indoor volleyball uh, near the UVU campus. If anyone's interested, we're looking for more people. Ooh, wait. I'm horrible at volleyball, but that sounds really fun. Yeah, we have a good group, too. It's, I, would say, I would say maybe let's work you and I one-on-one and get you up to par. These people are a little aggressive, but I'd love to play that. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm probably out then because I'm not that good or that aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an elite group for sure. <laughs> episode two for the podcast was about being competitive and I've always wanted to be more competitive so maybe that could be good for me and I'm like not half bad but I'm not great so we'll see I'm I'm sure you're better than you think mm, yeah, yeah I want to be so sure anyways back to back to learning about Chase so yeah athletic fun guy so I forgot who recommended him I so this is the last episode for dating December and I wanted to interview someone and I like interviewing guys because they have different thoughts than girls generally, especially around dating. And someone suggested Chase because he has some cool philosophies on dating and just I am interested to, to know who that person is. I know. Now I'm like, who told me to ask Chase to be on it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check my um my text and let you know. But we're excited to hear from Chase. I'm excited to hear from Chase and I hope you are too. So give us a little bit of background, just you're 28, right? And you've dated right. a lot and you've had successes and not so great successes. <laughs> I mean, it's all getting us to certain points, but what do you feel like has generally helped you the most? And then we'll dive into some other things. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the most in dating, uh, I would say is having a strong, um, like a strong personal belief in who I am, I guess, you know, I, I don't, I don't attach my value to my success in, in dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if I did, I'd probably be a very unhappy person because it, it, it doesn't always go well. And obviously I haven't found that one relationship yet. So, you know, still working on it, but yeah, like knowing who I am, believing, believing in myself and in, in who I am and being proud of that. And I, I feel like, you know, I can carry that from one relationship, one relationship to the next and continue being happy and, and healthy. Yeah. Honestly, that that is key when you're navigating the dating world. I feel like, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, you know, you can't you can't attach your value to what happens, uh, and it, you well, you can't you can't let other people assign value to you. You have to get to find that yourself. Mm-hmm. Similar to, I was talking to a friend. It's like, oh, and this was on last week's episode you can't make anyone happy like you have to choose your own happiness and like the person you're with has to choose their own happiness too you can definitely contribute but ultimately like if your friend is hangry it's like not up to you to make them happy that's their own choice and they have to deal with maybe the consequences consequences of you not spending time with them if they get hangry you know like because you're not responsible for that I don't know that's a funny example but it's been on my mind as I'm around my family more. I'm starting to think about, okay, what can I control? And like, how can I show up loving and better, you know? 
But Chase, what comes to your mind just in general about dating? Like, what have you been thinking about lately? Yeah, well, when when you asked me to come on, I, I actually put together a few thoughts, and you kind of touched on one of them a second ago. It's my third point about synergy. Um, but I guess basically three things, and then and then I wrote down some thoughts about motivation and and just kind of staying in the in the mindset to continue dating. Um, but so if if you ask me. And I, I was talking about this earlier with you. I, I think relationships and friendships are like romantic relationships and friendships are very similar. I think you kind of come to both with, with a lot of uh, key things in common. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm I've obviously not dating anyone, not married, so I can't speak to that part of my resume. But as a friend, I feel like I can have a lot of people say, oh, yeah, like Chase has done a pretty good job of that. Uh, and so yeah. anyways, some, from, from that context uh, i have a few thoughts to share the first is i i feel like you need to look for people with whom you have a natural connection or attraction right like you can't lie to yourself if, if you're not like you're not into someone you're not into someone and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think that you just kind of need to accept it yeah. and uh, there's always going to be a group of people that you you know you'll, you'll see you'll see that person in the room and think oh that girl that guy right like you're you just know yeah. um and i i feel like that's a gift i i feel like it's a gift and it's you know it's, it's the quick the quick and easy way of knowing, uh, can, can we even begin something here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Synergy. I think that's so true. And I think so many of us definitely feel that or don't feel that. And like, even after the first date, we're like, yeah, it wasn't, we didn't vibe. And that's what people call it vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah, thinking a lot absolutely. about that. And like, to what extent, like, there's areas I feel like there's different areas of compatibility so then to what extent are you not synergized does that let you know like you have to make the decision yes or no right so it's like at what point do you say yes or no based off of information you get from maybe not being connect as connected as you'd think or hope in a relationship does that make sense what I'm saying yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're you're totally right. There are different components of compatibility and I feel like it's kind of a complex equation, but you know, at, at least from from the get-go, you see someone, you think, "Oh, that person is attracted to me." And and they they come in such it's so interesting how uh, unique we are as humans. Like it it's 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 a unique thing for each of us. Like I've dated girls in the past that my friends have been like, "Oh, that girl is very attractive." Like, you know, like this is awesome. You know, and then I, I dated other girls where like it's kind of mixed and it's weird. Like they're all very beautiful, very attractive women to me, and they're all obviously fantastic people. But it, it's we, we all have we all have different interests, and so it just it just comes out differently. Yeah, what were some other thoughts you jotted down as you were preparing for this episode? Yeah. Okay. So that's anyway. That's number one. You yes. Got You can't lie to yourself. You got to be attracted to the person, and then. Kind of once you've identified that, that group of people, um, the second thing is, is, is mainly to do with timing. Um, timing and like, it, it's like, it's like timing and effort. I, I feel like both people have to be in a place in their lives where they're interested in dating. They're interested in adding something to their life. Um, and I've, I've found, I've found girls that are very interested in that and girls that you know, aren't like immediately aren't, aren't interested in that. And then girls that it's like, okay, you know, you can kind of convince them. And over time they, they kind of come along. Um, but that's very important. Uh, you can't force anyone to, to be ready. They have to, they have to, you know, be interested. They have to like arrive at that point themselves. And uh, I, I think it's very important that you allow that to naturally occur. Right. You know, like I, I feel like a lot of guys, 
will go out with a girl, be starstruck, and then just be like, all right, this is it. And I'm just going to focus on this girl for like the next month. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know, like give her some space to breathe. Like, like y'all just met, like get to know each other a little bit. Like just let it, let it develop a little bit um, before you like really just go all in. Um, and I, 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 I think girls are much better at that than guys are. Um, I feel like but, guys, but anyways, you know, yeah, guys are better at like singling out girls and going for them and being persistent. Like when they find something they want, they're like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get that. Like I've met multiple guys who have been like, oh, yep, she's the girl of my dreams. I'm going to go for her. And they try and try and try. And sometimes a girl like goes along with it. But like if she's not ready, she'll back off. And and sometimes it is hard because I feel like sometimes a guy showing a ton of interest is like I push back a lot more than I would have if he had approached as friends first. But I'm also like, yeah. but also at the same time, like, like in any relationship I've had, it just kind of grows at the beginning and grows steadily together to lead us to dating. Like initial interest at first, fun on the first date, fun hanging out. Like it just keeps building equally. And like sometimes I feel like the guy and, and girl, the guy goes up higher and then the girl can either get to the level or it all just crashes. But I don't know. It's it dating's so hard and scary sometimes, but I feel like when you when you remember that there is purpose in timing, it helps you see things clearer and helps you be patient. I don't know. Do you feel like if you meet someone and timing's not right, do you still have hope or do you move on? Uh, kind of depends. You know, I mean, if uh... I feel like if I, I see a lot of potential, then I'm obviously I'm willing to be patient. Right. I, patience is a virtue. I, I feel like patience is going to be a major part of, uh, well, it is a major part of my friendships, and I know it's a major part of marriage. So, yeah, like absolutely extend patience, absolutely practice patience. But there's a point as well where it's like, all right, you know, I mean, don't, don't, um, don't hyper-focus, I guess, is, is, the, is the, the other side of that pendulum. It's like, uh, like allow allow someone's feelings to develop naturally for you, um, but don't you know like know know your own value. Know that there are also other people that might be more ready. Maybe there are other. I mean, you know, and also be be a be a little bit of a skeptic. Maybe the feelings aren't developing for this person for you because they're just not there. So you know, be 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 aware of that. And be realistic because you're going to save yourself a lot of time and pain by you know, kind of recognizing that and moving along. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a mix, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, you said something earlier and you kind of just touched on it too. It's the, the, the idea of being ready, right? Like what is good timing? Is there ever good timing or is anyone ever really ready? Cause like here I am and in different relationships, it's always like, okay, I'm in a committed relationship. I'm focusing on this, but at the same time, like things in the past come up and it's like your mind's not there and it's like will I ever be ready if I like if I'm hesitant hesitant to commit and I haven't committed yet am I ever going to be ready for that is that something I have to teach myself like I have had all these thoughts and I know a lot of other girls who have had similar thoughts of like not wanting to commit because it doesn't feel right or because of timing or because they're just hesitant what do you have to say about that yeah, I, I think I think especially from a from a guy's perspective, like I just can't force it. Like my job is to help, uh, is to help the girls feel like 
this is a, just a, a, a great, like a great idea. She's having fun. It's kind of an easy decision. And so if she's like, you know, it, I, I know, I know, I know personally, and I know from other people as well, that there are plenty of reasons why people might feel hesitation around commitment. So it's like, if, if your person, if your significant other is experiencing that, don't force them. Like, don't, you know, don't back them up to a cliff. Don't give them an ultimatum. Just totally. let it like, yeah, like let it happen. Like encourage them, like be there, be like friendly and, and just like, you know, like relax. Right. Like cause nobody, nobody likes to feel that pressure. That is not going to help the relationship at all. So just, you know, keep, keep doing the same old, same old, just be chill and be, be super nice and keep, you know, I don't know, keep, keep going forward. So do you think people can be ready for relationships or can't like without knowing or what helps someone be ready for a relationship or be ready to want marriage, I guess. Cause I feel like both people need to in a relationship need to be, need to have marriage as that goal even though they don't need to know if they're going to marry each other jumping into a relationship. But I feel like so many people are hesitant, maybe because they don't feel ready. But what what does ready look like? It's a great question. And one that I, I don't know if I'm fully acquitted to answer. Um, but I, um, I personally think there are some signs that you can you can kind of, you can tell, you can observe that someone is not ready and it's, you know, are they moved on from their last relationship? Are they like, you know, just kind of unwell? Uh, do they have like, you know, maybe someone has like their career is just occupying a massive part of their life and they don't really have the, the emotional availability for someone else. Um, so excluding those things, um, if, if someone is like naturally kind of looking to get out of their regular social circles, they're looking, you know, they're looking for something that uh, someone to add to their life. I, I guess that's kind of what I look for. And, you know, just like generally receptive, I would say, you know, if a girl, I talk to her and she's like friendly and outgoing and like is interested in like seeing me and like, you know, I, I see her and she's like, oh, hey, you know, like she's super friendly. I'm like, okay, these are good signs. Try not to misinterpret that because a lot of girls are really friendly, but you know, you, you explore that and you kind of without putting a whole lot of pressure on it, just, you know, explore and kind of get to know them and see if there's any mutual interest. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think you mentioned like being ready can have different dimensions or um, categories, right? And in like occupationals, maybe even spiritual or um, like you said from the past, like recovered from a previous relationship. For me, I've always kind of thought like, they're all pieces of our heart and they were part of parts of our lives. And for you to like completely move on, it needs to be replaced. Do you think that's true? No, I, 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 I would say, I don't think that, um, I don't think that you need to complete. Well, I think that you should move on from the bad things from a past relationship. Like you need to heal. If, if someone hurt you, uh, if you're, disappointed in something like you need to move forward with that before I think you're ready to give 100% of yourself to the next thing. Um, but you also, you know, what's the saying about history is like, if you, if we don't learn history, it's doomed to repeat itself. So mm -hmm. you need to pay attention. You need to take notes and uh, you need to learn, you know, what, what happened in the last relationship that, you know, don't, don't necessarily assign blame, but just observe what occurred and let's try to avoid the bad things yeah. and move forward with the good things. Totally, totally. Yeah, I feel like I've tried to do that, but sometimes my heart just gets so attached 
to just little things. Maybe not the thing entirely, but like for me, I'm just a hoarder of feelings and sometimes a hoarder of things. But like I just like to hold on and I've listened to the talk Remember Lot's Wife many times just because it's something that that it, you can let it go. You don't need to dwell in it because then you're not happy because you're living in the past, not the present. And so I feel like I've adopted the idea of, oh, it'll just be replaced because that's, like, easy. Whereas the other option is putting in work to, like, control my thoughts or or prepare myself to be ready, you know, to be in a relationship as well as, like, be ready for the idea of marriage. Because I'm, like, maybe in my subconscious mind I'm, like, further away from that than I think. Even though I've had plenty of time of dating and I thought I'd be married three years ago. You know, like... It's crazy to think that I could have been ready maybe, but at the same time, like, I've learned so many things and I'll continue to learn things until I feel ready to get married, but I don't know. I feel like maybe a few years ago, my sister just got home from her mission, so she's very in missionary mode, and it's reminded me of what I was like six years ago when I got home, Yeah. and I feel like so much of me was just more prayerful and, like, help me to know how I can prepare for marriage, you know, like what can I do on my own to like prepare? And like, there were, there were things to do and work on. And I've kind of slacked off on that. But like, as I'm thinking of new year intentions, that's like one thing I want to focus on. What about you? Do you set any new year intentions or what are your thoughts? Yeah. As I would say this, as I've aged and I've continued to date um, and I, I, want to echo your sentiment of when I came back from a mission, I was like, all right, six months, I'm going to be engaged. And I was just a very, I mean, not, not that exactly, but you know, something like that. I was, I was a super uh, metric oriented missionary. I'm a metric oriented person. So I was like, this shouldn't take long. Like I'll just go on enough dates. I'll find someone, but it's uh, what I've learned and been, been forcibly humbled into understanding is that it's, it's a, it's a two person thing. It's, mm-hmm. It requires the agency of, of two people, and it's just such, you know, you, you just can't, you super cannot force it. And so I, I think there's a lot to be said about being the right person and putting in the preparation and doing those things that, you know, we all did very well when we got back from our missions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that I think that there's a lot of faith and humility in saying, okay, like this can take 10 years, this can take one year, but no matter what it is, like, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to contribute to the people around me. I'm going to contribute to my workspace. I'm, I'm going to do those things that I'm supposed to do. Um, and I, I am faithful that it'll all work out, you know, and you, you just, you just got to keep going. Um, yeah. so I love that. I feel like what you said kind of echoes what you said at the beginning of the episode is, is like not just in romantic relationships, but these kind of apply to all relationships and I laugh, my dad always shares a story of when he was engaged to my mom, like she was with her siblings and like kind of like bossing them around or something. And she goes, oh, don't worry, honey, I'll never treat you that way. And he's like, it's a lie. <laughs> like, like how you treat your family is how you're going to treat your future spouse, you know? So it's like, how yeah. do I show up with my siblings or my parents? And like, even in relationships, I catch myself like acting just just myself which sometimes has a lot of bad to it too not just the good of trying to impress someone you know the more comfortable you get but like you can start practicing I mean even with your roommates just how you treat others and like people who are close to you 
is great practice for being ready. I also loved that you said, like, just the things you've learned and, and where you've where you've been and where you're going. Like, you know so much more and you've had certain experiences, so it'll just make everything in the future that much more better in a way. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, and I, I would say as well, I mean, it, uh, it can be, it can be harrowing. I, I, this is one of the thoughts that I wrote down. It can be, uh, dating. And I wrote this down word for word. Dating is like, dating has led me to, um, some of the, the darkest places of, of my life. Like it, it's, it's led me to some, yeah, like some really sad places. You, you know, you, you put yourself out there 100%. You let someone see you 100%. Um, and it's still, it just, it feels, I mean, this, I'm, I'm not using good language here, but this is what it feels like. It feels like you're not enough sometimes, right? Like it feels like you did everything, um, but it just wasn't enough. And you can't, I don't know, I've, I've learned that you, you can't allow it. I mean, it, it might feel that way, but you can't allow that thought to prevail. You have to know that it's, it's not, it's not that you weren't enough. It's that you weren't the correct. I, I think it's like a key thing. You weren't the right fit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the right wasn't yeah. the right combination. I've heard Tupperware, um, it, it, Tupperware lid scenarios like that too, like the right key. And Tupperware is even, I feel like for me, makes more sense too because like you can have a lid that like looks like it'll fit and it just doesn't quite go on or a corner keeps coming off, you know, like, but then when you finally find yeah. two pieces that actually fit, it like goes on, snaps on perfectly. You're like, wow, that like, okay, that makes sense, you know? So it's like you got to find that perfect lid to your Tupperware. And I don't know, it just seems so hard like whether you're single or in a relationship relationships take work and and it's the work of figuring out if that will work you know so it's like either way you're working on something and and then even marriage just continues to be working and adjusting and learning and growing I'm sure in five years I'll hopefully still have this podcast and hopefully be married and be talking about marriage right and how to and how to raise kids and and all that fun jazz so it's fun that this chapter of my life is still in dating and hopefully everyone listening too can follow along this journey and and just hear life thoughts but what else do you write down chase i'm curious yeah so we actually as we were talking about the tupperware lids we were getting pretty close to my my third thought um i shared looking for that natural connection was kind of the first thing and then the second thing was like timing and um timing and, and uh, letting, letting it like fostering a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is, is uh, synergy. I know I mentioned this at the beginning, but this is actually my final, my final thing. It's like, once you've found someone and you've crossed the first two boxes and you know, you're attracted to them, like you, you kind of nail on the timing, you're feeling really good about it. Do you both make each other better people? Right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the, it's the, it's the idea like one plus one equals three not two, not one, but you actually bring out better parts of each other. Um, I, I think that that's probably the best sign that it's a, it's a good relationship. That's how I feel about my friends, my friends that push me, my friends that encourage me, my friends that are there for me when I need their help. Um, they're the ones that stick around. You know, they're the ones that I, I, I talk to regularly and that, that talk to me. And, and so I, I think if you can find that with another person romantically, then uh, you you know it, that's 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 a good relationship. You've uh, you've hit the pay dirt. Yeah, I remember my best friend and I talking about that too. 
this was about the time she was about to get married. She kind of had four questions she would ask herself, and it was like, does he love God more than me? Does he uplift me? Can I see him as the father of my children? And I forgot the fourth one. Shoot, I should have those better because they're really important. But yeah, one of them totally is is uplift, uplifting each other. And the more I date and the more I'm in relationships, I like start to pay attention to this more and more. And and luckily this one, it can become pretty apparent pretty quick. And I, also, I have to remind myself it's it's not... Every day is not going to be that way. You know, there's butterfly days and there's days that are just normal. It doesn't mean they're bad. They can still be great days, but you have to just take it all and enjoy it all. Um, have you seen the movie About Time? I think. Tell me, who, who are the actors? Rachel McAdams and then a guy I don't know his name. But it just kind of is talking about, like, every day can be special and, like, I don't know. I don't want to give away the movie if people haven't seen it, but just just taking the good in every day. But I feel like part of that is just accepting in a relationship that it's not going to be perfect every day. That's been on my mind a lot, just dealing with, I mean, there will be problems and and hard things, which brings me to another point that's always on my mind is life's already hard enough as it is. So you need someone in a relationship that will uplift you and go through those hard things with you and not make it harder, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. And as far as, like, relationships being tough, while you were talking, I thought of one. Some, sometimes it's hard to be in a relation, you know, be in, like, a friendship with Jesus. He, he wants you to do hard things. He wants you to be better. He wants you to be more than you are. Um, and it's all out and- of love, huh? <laughs> Right, yeah, well, it all, it all leads to a much better place. Um, and it, it, it takes a little bit of foresight to, to understand that it's, it's, it's for, the, you know, for the greater good and you're going to be happier about it. But that doesn't mean that every day I wake up, I mean, definitely, like, you know, first of the month, I wake up on Fast Sunday, I'm just, like, super excited to fast. I, I'm terrible at fasting. It's super hard for me. Um, I, but I, I, know it, I, know, I know that it benefits not only me but everyone around me. Hmm. Quick plug for fasting. I did a 48-hour fast. And that shifted my testimony and my view on fasting. Like, I cannot wait to do a 24-hour fast because that 48-hour fast, like, was so much more spiritual and humbling than any other fast I've ever done. And anyways, you should should try it because now I'm, like, now I'm excited to fast. Like, it was crazy. Anyways, that's a side tangent. Uh, yeah. But... You said so. I'm, I'm going to try that, and assuming I don't pass away, I'll, uh, I'll give you some feedback. I'll, gi- I'll give you all the tips, and I, I know exactly how to do it. And, like, after I did it, I'm like, oh, I'm so ready for next time, and I have all the things that you can have and not break your fast. Anyways, side tangent, but back to what you were talking about. I like how you brought up the relationship with Jesus. That is really cool, and I think most of the listeners can relate to this. But I had a relationship once, and it was – I was, I was young the first, so we dated twice, but I was really young the first time we dated and he was trying to approach me. I was like, oh, here are some things you could, could, could work on. And to me, I was like, what the heck? This person's telling me things I can work on. Like we're just newly dating. Like that was kind of like a red flag for me. And I, I don't know if it was handled well on either end. I definitely was not humble, but I dated this guy for a second time and I understood more of who he was, where he was coming from. 
and those things would still come up in just different ways and I started to see it was out of love and like how it actually pushed me to be better there were still a lot of problems obviously that didn't work out so now I think about that a lot though you know like learning from the past not letting history repeat itself but I love it's not just do you uplift me but it's it's a progression together right you need someone in a relationship that helps you push yourself to be better and and sometimes that is I don't like saying chastisement because hopefully your significant other isn't chastising you but it's including Jesus in that triangle and and pushing each other being like oh like I don't know just having those crucial conversations that are really really hard and they're hard to articulate in a way that's helpful not hurtful but like once they're talked about then you can start improving on them but sometimes those conversations are just so hard to have they definitely are and you kind of hit this point where it's like all right like like something i'm doing is not is not clicking with this person it's not not really connecting and so i think that the hard conversation there is like is it worth the effort to change and that like does this person you know i mean you from idealistically everyone that you date is going to help you become more like christ uh realistically i don't i can't i can't say that i found that to be true and so it's like it's like you know this person wants you to change i i feel like that's kind of where you you know you lay it out it's like okay is this going to help me be better i mean i i even i involve a lot of my friends um and i'll, I'll ask for feedback just like general nonpartisan. like you know me you know my faults and my vices like is this something that i need to work on and i you know and it, if if it's a good thing it's a good thing and if it's not then hopefully you have either the self-awareness or the friends that will tell you and warn you like hey man like this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't right yeah and for me that's my family right like we're all very like we'll say it and we don't we say it lovingly usually but yeah like little things and for me I just have to remember to partially not take it personally in the sense of like just don't be offended by it just be humble take it in, nod, say thank you, and then and then digest it later, like, instead of reacting and, like, being like, uh uh like, I'm not that way, or whatever, you know, like, the more pushback, like, the worse it is for everyone, and then, then the motivation, like, to change based off what they're saying is, is lost, so it's like, you need to be, the more humble you are, the more willing you are to change based off of what they told you, even instead of just being annoyed. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. And I, I think that if, if you're annoyed by it, that says something in and of itself, right? Like if it gets under your skin, then maybe there's some truth to it. Exactly. Truth hurts. Truth is sharp. I think the scriptures say that a few times, huh? The wicked take, uh, take the truth to be hard. They sure do. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is really cool to think about, just two people helping helping each other become perfected and it takes a long time it'll take all of this life and it'll take a lot of who knows how long of the next life together but like the system works you know like both people together and it is cool to see something like in relationships I always like to see oh my strengths help them here and their strengths help me here and recognizing that and talking about that like other people I've dated too have brought that up and I'm like oh yeah that is true like you totally helped me in this area and then when they can point that out to you like at my work we were talking about pointing each other's gifts out 
because sometimes it's hard to recognize it in ourselves. So when you can have someone, like you said, Chase, your friends or family seeing something that you could improve on, it goes the other way of, of other people see you sometimes better than you see yourself. And they can help say, oh, wow, you are so good at this. And then that just propels you to be even better. And that, I think, is something I look for in a relationship. Because I love when someone can, like, point something out. And you're like, oh, my gosh, really? Like, I'm that way? And then you're like, I am that way. And then you, like, take it and you're empowered by it, you know? Yeah. And I I think as humans, as children of God, I think we need that. I think we need people in our corners that recognize our strengths and like can can recognize our strengths and encourage growth even through uh the faults mm. you know someone that sees you but 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 beyond beyond your vices sees your potential and is just like so willing to like work with you yeah uh, yeah that's 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 ideal right yeah something i want to study more too is how weaknesses become strengths because i have innumerable weaknesses right <laughs> and it's cool to think about like changing those into strengths and finding the strength in those weaknesses and then also accepting those on my own because if I accept my own weaknesses then uh, then with whoever I date I see their weaknesses less as like oh they're like that like I don't like that but as like that's them as a whole I have weaknesses they have weaknesses and I can love those weaknesses I don't know it's really hard to to grasp sometimes but I want to try to train my mind to to that thinking when I'm in a relationship like in a relationship I don't know sorry I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit but my thought no my no, no. Mind yeah is you're just good like processing all these thoughts I am um, do you have any thoughts if not I have a question for you uh just just on weaknesses all I was going to say yeah. is that I I agree with you and I, I think that they they make you realize that uh we're also dependent on God, really. And yeah. if uh, you know, if, if, if both of you, are, if both of you arrive at that point, that's a great place. But that's that's my end of thought. Yeah, dependent on God. I love that. Or for those, I don't know if anyone listens is not a member of the Church of Christ of Latter Saints, but just a higher power and having having like a spiritual connection. Like I think that can relate and be parallel to those thoughts as well. But my question for you, Chase, yep. in a past episode, we talked about. You need to know what you're looking for to find it, and in dating especially. Do you have, like, a list of of things you're looking for as you Yeah, date? absolutely. Are you willing to share that with us? Yeah, let me see if Jeez, I can... Uh, you never know who's listening. See, I actually... You might get some DMs after I know, this. right? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I got it in a... I have a couple different journals that I keep, and... This one is uh, kind of a random thought journal. Look so this is this is the wild west. Yeah, this, the the wild west of journals. But uh, yeah. but I did I went through this exercise not even that long ago where I was like, all right, I'm just gonna write some stuff down. Um, so I have an entire list if you want me to read it. Yeah, let's let's hear them. This is interesting. All right. So at the top, committed to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh, going down from there a friend to spend time with and laugh, a support who sees my strengths and covers my weaknesses, a lover who is as interested in me as I am in them, uh, an optimist, but a realist, thoughtful. Uh, this, and also, this is extremely extensive. So, I, you know, this is like just a list of things that I look for in people, and I don't expect 
this is like, yeah, like I don't, I don't expect a woman to walk into my life that like has mastered all these things because I have not personally. But yeah, but it's it's hopeful, and you work on these together. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the list continues. Um, grateful and communicative, forgiving and patient, abnegation, courage. What does that mean? Abnegation. Uh -huh, I've heard it, but I it's late and I can't think right now. It's good. It's it's self denial. Um, and I, I wrote that, I wrote that in there specifically because I think that millennials and more Gen Z, sorry to anyone Gen Z that's listening, but I, I feel like as society moves through time, we become progressively more focused on ourselves. And I think that there are pros and cons of that, but the major con of that is that people forget that it's, it's not about us. It's like happiness in life has so much to do with the things that you give to other people. Yeah, and so, totally. Yeah, so, you know, ab abnegation is just, you know, this person is willing to sacrifice for you. This person is willing to sacrifice for kids, yeah. family, stuff like that. So, um, adventurous, uh, light and beauty-seeking, sensitive, caring, warm-hearted, um, committed, optimized, giving. Optimized. Uh, someone that... Uh, pause on optimized. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. That, I feel like I feel like maybe I was like when I wrote that one down, I was thinking more about my coworkers. I was like, <laughs> like I was like, man, my coworker could do this a lot better. Um, someone that, and I guess maybe 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 the thought was someone that is interested in making life easier. You know, it's like, what are we? You know, like things around the house. What can we improve? Things in our relationship. Oh, what can what can we improve? Like just, just to like make things. Yeah, like efficient, but yeah, just to like make things better. Like let's let's all be let's all be intrinsically interested in uh, having things just be better. Yeah. Um, because that you know we want to we want to add to the world. Uh, and then the the last two things were someone that loves my friends and someone that is proud of me. Because uh, that's something that that's something that my parents have done, I guess, really well. They they're just I do things and they're always like, good job, we're so proud of you, and that that actually goes a long way for me. Yeah, I, that was kind of on the last episode too, like, oh, I'm almost have it to a fault where I, like, love the approval of others, especially my mom and my dad, like, when I can, like, do something that makes them proud, it, like, it makes my world, <laughs> which I've put too much there, but at the same time, like, that validation and encouragement, like, genuinely, when people speak highly of you and, like, recognize all the good you do and let you know goes a hundred yards like it's amazing I love that I love all your points and I had you share them just because I think everyone has their own lists and we're always learning and refining them like I even made mine a few months ago and I was just looking at it and I um like even in just dating and meeting new people and hearing different people's lists too I'm like oh yeah like I think I value that more than I value this other thing on my list. And I kind of have 10 and I kind of have like the top 10. And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, maybe that's not as important as I thought it was, you know, like tall has been yeah. on my list and I tried to associate it with like a feeling of like security and like, I don't know, just sometimes when like tall, I, I grew up with tall, my brother's tall, my dad's tall, you know, so it's, but I like the more I date, I realize that's not as important as I want it to be or as I need it to be. You know, like there's so many other things that take precedence over that. So I'm switching that one out and putting in 
a new one that I've been pondering and, and your list is definitely inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And here's a plug for uh, my short Kings. Uh, not all of us are six, five, but Hey, there's a, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of value in the, uh, in, in this area of, of height. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm five ten. I'm like 5'10", 5'11". Really? With my Air Maxes on, I'm taller than Sam Jones, who is six foot. So I will take that to the bank. Wait, I always thought you were taller. Maybe it's just how you carry yourself, honestly. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's a good thing. I'm doing it right. I'm doing it right then. Yeah, no, I, I thought you were at least six foot. So, interesting. You never good. know. Well, let's, let's, let's tell everyone that. On, on the record, six, six foot. foot. <laughs> For all you girls listening. Highly, highly recommend Chase. He's he's a great one, and you you obviously could hear that from this whole episode. What other struggling thoughts are in your mind about this and your dating philosophy? Uh, really, there's only one other thing um, that I, I we haven't talked about that I had written down, mm-hmm. uh, and it's 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 the motivation, and it's you know it's it's more like the story, it's it's the the, the character arc, right? Um, yeah. Dating dating has been, I said this earlier, dating has been harrowing. It's been difficult. It, it brings you to some dark places and it obviously on the flip side, it brings you to some happy places too, but it's, it's like such a journey. Um, and I feel like at the end of like, specifically at the end of a relationship that just like really was exciting and something that you really thought could go somewhere. Yeah. You kind of look back and you're like, man, that was a lot of struggle. Like you, why, why all the effort? Um, <laughs> yeah. but I, but I, I would always say, like, that I, I think that finding someone that makes you feel alive, someone that, uh, you know, fills as, as much of those boxes as, as you're looking for and, and that just, like, brings so much to your life, I think, that, I think that that love is the pinnacle of human experience. I think that, you know, that, like, we don't read about, like, romantic love in the scriptures, and I, people tell us that, our generation, younger people romanticize it too much, but like, it's, I I feel like it's totally worth it. You know, I mean, imagine finding Mm. your person and you're just happy and and your, your marriage is like the, you know, like the foundation for just like the happiest life and the happiest family. Like I, anyways, like chasing that and chasing that relationship is 100% worth it. It's it's worth Mm. the struggle. It's worth, worth the fight, worth the tears. And, uh, you know, if I, if I have to, if I have to, if I have to keep getting, you know, punched around, <laughs> then, uh, I, I, I can take the hits if I, if I end up there. Yeah. And those hits are hard. Like you said, it, it is very harrowing, which I didn't know that word, but it, it makes sense. Um, one thought as you were talking, just, I love your passion about just finding that person that you're excited to live life with. Like it should be exciting. And I think, you can feel excitement and butterflies and, and that doesn't necessarily have to go away. It just changes as you change and grow. But do you think you kind of said like you keep working at that dream? Oh, also you were talking about romanticizing. I feel like I am such a fantastic dreamer romanticizer and I need to get to reality. But you were saying that it's not bad that we have this romanticized idea but when is it too much? Like my dad is like, Natalie, life's not like the movies. Like you're not going to find like, I mean, I'll find like, I want to find my Prince Charming. Right. And like, feel like that is my Prince Charming. Like you feel like they're like, they're out of your league. They feel like you're out of the your league and you're both just elevated together. 
And I love that passion and energy as you shared, like finding that excitement and like not stopping until you find that because that's who you want to go through, I mean, eternity with, right? Yeah. Do you think that can Um, come? Go ahead. Yes. No, I, sorry. I was just answering your question. Um, Like when are we romanticizing too much? Uh, I don't know. And maybe I'm not the best person to ask, Um, but I, I, I would I would just go back to um, speaking. I mean, you know, you look at you think of the people that are your examples of relationships, and and think of how happy they are. Think of what they've done with their lives, and it's like one hundred percent. I want that. Like one hundred percent. I'm willing to wait for that. Yeah. And so I, you know, like you know, call me a dreamer, but like it, this is this is one thing I'd rather like wait and just like really nail it. Uh, and and the the other things can fall into place as they are. Yeah. So do you think it can be learned? Like in a relationship, let's say it's not quite what you imagined or what you fantasized, right? But do you think that can be learned if if other other pieces fit in? Yeah, that's a tough question. I know. Um, Isn't that kind of scary? <laughs> I mean, because like I've always been taught like, yeah, you can make anything work. But at the same time, you want that excitement and and you want to find your person. I'm going to say this, and uh, this is kind of part of my first point about the, like the natural connection. Mm. I think in the, in, in any given room, um, well, a room full of a large number of people, let's say, just to be statistically accurate, um, <laughs> there's, there's like a limited number of people that you'll see and you're just naturally drawn to yeah. them. Huh. Um, I think it's, I, I think that it's, I think that that's the magic. I don't, I mean, I think there's like a science to it. I think it's like, biological but like I, so that that part i think is just a given right like that's yeah. the gold that you have to go out and find and then among that group of people then you start to work among that group of people then you start to say okay like this person has these virtues and like i think that i, I mesh better with this person and uh, you know i mean I, I i'm i subscribe to the group theory i think there's like more than one person that it can work out with and there are just better matches than others um but i but i do think as far as like the spark, like the love, I think that there are just inherent good, like good connections yeah. as opposed to ones that it's like, it's like, I like, I don't, I don't think you can fake feeling attracted to someone. I think that happens naturally. Yeah, and I think, I think does. once you find someone that you're naturally attracted to, it grows, but I think it has to be there to begin with. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I've been in both, both scenarios where, there wasn't that natural connection or maybe there was, but I just didn't see it until I got to know that person better um, or, or, or tried like in a room, I think about people I've dated and then I think I'm like, Oh yeah, I probably wouldn't have been drawn to that person. But yet, like maybe you were set up with someone and you were like, Oh maybe, but then a few dates down, you're like, Oh, just kidding. Like then you start to feel that connection. So I know it can happen in different ways. And I also know that like some people you're initially attracted to either become less attractive, less attractive in the natural realm or like it's there and that's what's got that's what got you into it and then from there it it does take work to grow in a sense I mean but the more you get to know someone the more you see where those natural tendencies are and where they're not so I guess for me it's dealing with when they're not there what do you do or does that turn you the other direction or do you keep moving forward and that's where faith comes in right like but at the same time, like you said, you don't want to have to, to force something. Like it should be natural. And I'm just wondering, does that naturalness last 
through the relationship? Um, well, thinking back across a couple, you know, my past few relationships, yeah. like, yes, even, even if, even if at the end of them, I, you know, I mean, I've very, very results, right. You know, I've, I've been more positive, more negative, just depending on the relationship. Yeah. But, uh, still, still looking back, I'm like, yeah, no, I still find that person. Like I'm still, still attracted to that person. I still like am interested in being around them for better or for worse. Um, and I, I, one thing about what I was going to say as well, I think it's different for guys than it is for girls as well. And this might be a gender difference that guys are like, I, th- I think girls can like find a like can find a guy that they're not initially attracted to and it works. Like they can, they can grow into it. But I think guys, it's like, okay, like it's, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. Wow. Yeah. Sim- more sim- simpler, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. It makes, makes our job a little easier. Yeah. Well, and for me, like I compartment, I compartmentalize. Is that how I say that word? Compartmentalize? I feel like I'm saying it weird, but yeah, compartmentalize. Nailed it. Like for me, it's like, oh yeah, there's intellectually, spiritually, emotionally. And like for me, all of those need to like level and match. And so if it's lower in one area, then I'm like, oh, then if it's not as natural there, like what then, you know? And like on these levels, yeah. it I think it, it almost is a unicorn to find them all like where you want them to be. So it's a matter of like prioritizing and, and, and your determination to make it work or like just accept that in a sense. But I don't know, you, you're passionate about like what you're finding and what you're wanting to find kind of makes it feel like just don't stop until you find that. But at what point, I don't know, like we don't want to be waiting around forever. Right. And like everyone, the older you get, people claim that you're too picky. Right. And so it's, it's hard to like not be that way, but at the same time we're deserving of that, you know, and I believe that and we're, we're not going to settle, you know, like someone told me like, back a while ago and I was going on dates with this guy I think I gave him 12 dates which is a lot and it was because he was such an awesome guy and I enjoyed spending time with him and I enjoyed talking to him but for whatever reason which is which is dumb and I hate not having a reason for it I just wasn't feeling it like I think he tried to kiss me and I was just like sorry like yeah, yeah. and and not that not that saying that's a, a, a clear enough indicator but I'm like I don't know what it was and my neighbor I went to her because I was like this is hard. Like I wanted it to work with this guy. It just, I just don't know why I'm not feeling it. And she was like, honor that. And she's like, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And like, don't waste his time. But also like, you need to just take that and move on, like take that information and move on with it. So I don't know. It's hard though, because sometimes things on paper look good, but like, I don't know. There, there is just a feeling. And I feel like I've talked to a lot of couples who have gotten married and they're like, oh yeah, I was just supernatural from the beginning. But then I've also brought this conversation up with other people and they're like, no, it was different and it took time. And so, it, I mean, there's no right answer, right? Like, this whole episode, I guess we're just giving people ideas and hopefully new thoughts that will inspire, inspire you to think differently, have a new perspective on things, as well as reflect on where you're at, where you've been, and where you're going, right? Regarding dating and hopefully marriage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said just a second ago kind of nailed it. It is different for everyone. I feel like it's it's like so hard to take dating advice from people sometimes because it's <laughs> like all you can really offer me is like what's happened 
to you and like how you dealt with it. Yeah. I, like I, I feel like you, you can give people character advice. Like you, you can tell someone, okay, it's, it's like effective to deal with something this way. But as far as like finding, finding love, I feel like that's just so personal. It's so unique that, you know, per- perspective is all that we really have. And like you said, like you talk to people that are married and I should say, talk to people that are happily married. And it's like, it's, it's just, it's, so different everyone meets in different ways so it's like maybe the most important thing is like be flexible you know let it i i I don't know that that i guess that's that's kind of what my point's focused on it's just like letting things happen the way that they should being in the right place being the right person yeah um and like being just totally totally sincere and honest well and, and like you said letting things happen though part of that is just being an agent right like to let things happen you mentioned like doing the things that you want to do creating that life you want and then things will naturally, yeah. and that naturalness will come. Yeah, yeah. And as as like an example, I like to ski. I like to run. I like to travel, but I, I don't like to travel alone. I feel like a lot of people like to travel alone. It's like a passion. There's, I like to go with people and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, and so there, there are, I mean, these are not like essential things, but like they're really parts of who I am. And you know, I'm, I'm hoping that whoever I find is like interested in, in these things because they're interesting to me yeah and that's that's another point too that we haven't really touched on but it's just like commonalities and hobbies and passions like that could be part of your like that was part of your list like adventurous right but that looks different for so many different people and I think about my cousin and her husband like um she's very adventurous and can do a lot and her husband did a lot too but just in different ways but then he's been willing to do all the things she does and like learn it and become that become that person that she maybe thought she would marry but but didn't you know because she fell in love with him but like it just showed me that like possibilities are endless people can try new things and also like it's good to keep your own hobbies and like they don't have to love it but they can support you in it you know and like and that's totally okay as long as there are a few things you enjoy doing together because your little, your life is together, so you have to enjoy doing things together. But, <laughs> but the, it, I think yep. it's healthy, almost healthy, to have a few separate hobbies too that that can be uniquely yours. But like, generally, I'm I'm also the adventurous, the runner, you know, like fit, active, like those are so important to me. But it's like, okay, if they snowboard versus ski, you know, like I can't get too picky. <laughs> but or or if they right. don't, if they yeah. don't at all, like just the willingness, right, to try new things and 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 that's okay. Man, we've covered a lot in this episode. I'm hopefully gonna um, over break. I'm coming up with some more podcast outlines as well as templates and doc documents and like posting these quotes and like your three things that we kind of talked about today. But what would you say is a key takeaway, something you maybe have learned or that you hope others will take away from this episode? Um, I'll speak to, uh, I'll speak to people like me that are like late twenties, early thirties, still, still single. Um, and have you know, I've had highs and lows with dating. Um, the, the one thing that I would share is like, it's, it's gotta still be worth it right? Like finding that person is, uh, like I, like I was saying earlier about motivation, like it, I, I, I honestly believe to my core that it'll, it will complete you and it will be just like, like the best thing in your life. Um, and so like 
keep going, keep up the faith, right? Like, and also like find find good things to like fill your time and and uh, you know don't don't wish away this time because for everyone else it's not in the church. It's like a great time to be alive, right? You're doing all these things. I think that we need to buy into that a little bit, kind of flex at the knees as we do in skiing, and uh, just you know keep going. And I I think I think if we do that, we stay positive. I I think I think things work out. Yeah, I think so too. I think my takeaway today, there's been a lot on my mind, obviously. I kind of talked a bunch in this episode. Hopefully I didn't steamroll you too bad. But I think my takeaway for this is is either like remembering that passion, like you said, of, of finding that excitement and passion in a relationship and then and then doing the things that keep that passion ignited. Because I think you can do that in a relationship and you can keep it exciting and if it was natural at the beginning, you know, like in a room of people and you naturally gravitate towards certain people, then remember that and try to tap into that because I feel like that can go up and down. But if you remember, if you remember that and tap into that more and more, then it can grow. So that's my takeaway today. Well, Chase, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. We might have Chase on again for just what he lights up about because this was specific toward dating. But Chas, whoa, I just said Chas. Chase is a very passionate guy. Wow, jumbling my words. It's a little late. I probably won't be recording episodes this late again because my, my functionality is not as great. But thank you for listening anyways. Chase, thank you so much for your time. You can tell everyone goodbye. How, how, how do they say it in Georgia? <laughs> Just kidding. We say goodbye in Georgia. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate uh, it. Always, always nice to have an ear. Yeah. You can find Chase on Instagram. I'll post that for all you ladies after hearing about how amazing he is. So there you go. <laughs> hey. Okay. Bye, Chase. You guys. See ya.